If you have your Bible, I want us to go back to Isaiah 55, where we was last Sunday, and I want to pick back up here and talk about some more about surrendering all. And Amy's singing that song this morning, I Surrender All. I want to bring some things out the Lord's given me this over the past few months. I've been just meditating on it, and, and you know, the Lord gives me things, and it has to be in His timing for me to speak it. You know, just because you get it today don't mean you speak it tomorrow. So the Lord really impressed on me on these passages of Scripture. But I want us to start back in Isaiah 55 and verse 6. And Amy was singing this song here about seeking ye the Lord. You know, and this passage of Scripture here I want to read this morning. Verse 6, it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. And some reference here I've, I've looked and it talks about here. It says, seek the Lord without delay. Yeah. Seek the Lord without delay. In other words, don't hum-haul around. How many has ever hum-hauled around about doing something? Clothes needs to be washed. Floors needs to be this. Truck needs to be greased. All kinds of things that needs to be done, but sometimes we hum-haul around and we put it off. But he's telling us here, seek the Lord without the delay. And now this one right here is what I like. Or the opportunity will pass. Something always attracts you and that opportunity's not there no long, longer because you got something else that come up. So that what that does, that goes on the back burner. This morning, Sister Teresa was cooking early this morning, and I noticed her. She had moved some stuff from the front burner to the back burner and turned it on. Why? Because she had something else that needed to be on the front burner. I'm here to tell you this morning, we don't need to waste the opportunity of serving the Lord. We need, to, we, need to, we need to take advantage of what God has given us. We have a golden opportunity. You know, uh, I, I thought about this here, and a lot of people, they, they get opportunities to do great things for success and be successful and everything, and they blow it. They blow the opportunity, you know? And, but this here, I want to go on just a little bit. It says, there can, there can come in a time when God cannot, listen to this here, there comes a time when God cannot be found. Where are you, Lord, when I need you? Amen? But talking about here, it goes on to verse 7 and 8 and 9. I want to read this again here this morning. It says, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to the, our God, for he will pardon, abandon, ab abundantly, excuse me, pardon. God, in other words, God will willingly multiply. I like that. God is willing to multiply his forgiveness. 
people say, well, oh, I've done too much or I've done some, some bad things, you know. Let me tell you one thing. God forgives you. But we got to realize we need to get to the Lord while he can be found. Because the Bible talks about that uh, God will not always strive with man. And actually that scripture is talking about Israel. God sent his son to deal with the Jews. The Jews rejected. Okay, but we know the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming back after the Jews. And it talks about the 144,000 being saved. Can you imagine 144,000 being saved? Now listen to this. The 144,000, there's 12 tribes of Israel. So you, you do the math on that 144,000 times 12. There's going to be a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of Jews saved. But can I say this? We're going to be gone. We're going to be gone. Understand this. He's coming soon. And, and, and this message the Lord has given me on here, surrendering all. It, 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 we need to really be sincere about our relationship. Because I tell you what, I, I was up early this morning helping Sister Teresa and I was reading and praying. I, I had a dream last night and, it, and, and I had, didn't even share it with Sister Teresa. It was, it was a time of, of, of tragedy. And there, there was a big city, and I don't know what city this was, but we was in this city, and there was such destruction that was going on. There was, there was buildings catching on fire. There, were, there was rivers overflowing. There was, there was stealing. There was killing. There was all kinds of things that was going on. And, and, and I, I, I seen several that was in our church there was in groups, but there was a lot of them that I never did see in this, this time of destruction. And and there there was this one little 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 kid, and and he lost his mom. He didn't know where his mom was. He didn't know where his parent. None of his parent. None of his family was, and and it, and it was it, it was strange. But the Lord the Lord gave me the interpretation of it a little bit later. There there was one little small pickup truck, and the waters began to rise. And, and it, it, I don't know if it was a Datsun or a Toyota or what it was, but it was a small truck. But we was putting people in it. Nana, I helped Nana get in the back of this truck. Got Nana in there. And there were was, was several people that, that I didn't know. But, but I told Nana, I got this little boy. I said, Nana, I'm going to give you the responsibility of taking care of this little boy. I said, whatever happens, whatever takes place, don't lose hold of this boy. And, and I, I was saying, I said, well, Lord, why, why this little boy? But understand this right here. The Lord, what the Lord was telling me right there, we need to get a hold of God and don't turn a loose of him. He is important. This little boy was important to me. Why? Because I picked him up and he was, cry, he was crying and, 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 and he, was, he was screaming. He didn't know what to do. But I took him up. I calmed him down and I gave him to Nana. and I said, don't let him go. And the Lord began to give this interpretation to me. We need to get a hold of God and we don't need to let him go. There's, there's situations that, that maybe we in the past, but there's situations that we're going to face. We don't need to let God go. 
We need, we need to make, Sandra, I feel this in my spirit. We need to make a connection like we've never made before. We need to get a hold of God. And what are you saying, Brother Dave? We need to surrender. We need to surrender. We need, we need to make a commitment to that. Because listen what it says here. I want to come on and read this here in, in, in verse 8. It says this here. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than the ways, uh, than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I want to just read you some stuff here that I had wrote down this morning and, and some other stuff that I had in a, 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 a brother, a Kenneth E. Hagen book. And it's talking about here, about the confession, about the, the God's thoughts and our thoughts. And it says here, God's thoughts are different from man's thoughts. God's thoughts are different from man's thoughts. Sometimes we, we feel like we, we've got it all figured out. You know, uh, I thought about this morning, you know, about the, uh, uh, the Jungle Book uh, movie. Y'all remember that? And uh, the, the, what was the, the, the lion, the tiger, whatever was his name? Somebody help me here. Shere Khan. And uh, they... Uh, uh, the bear had a hold of his of his tail, and he the other one the the panther was saying let go. He said, "Yeah, but there's teeth at the other end, you know. There's teeth at the other end." But I'm here to tell you this morning, we don't need to let go of what God has given us. He's given us the truth, and what does the truth do? The truth sets you free. But first of all, you got to know the truth. And I thought about this this morning uh, as, as I was sitting here meditating and, and Zach was speaking this morning about families. Uh, we, we look and we see families. Uh, how, con how concerned are we about our families? How concerned are we about our family? Well, Brother David, I've tried to do this with my family. I, let me tell you one thing. You've tried, but you ain't succeeded, so don't give up. Can I say that again? You've tried and you think in your mind you hadn't succeeded, but I'm here to tell you this morning, don't give up. Why? Because your thoughts are not his thoughts. Amen. Don't give up. God has put something in your spirit and don't you give up on whoever it is. If it's your family, if it's a friend or whatever, you don't give up on them. You be... You be uh, consistent. You you pray for them. You you undergird them. You you lift them up. And 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 what I'm saying here this morning. Sometimes we got to tolerate things. How many's ever had to tolerate something? Oh, it's just they're getting under my skin. Hello. But he said in this passage I just read you right here. But he's telling us right here. He said, "But my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts." But then it goes on here. I'm kind of going to read you a few things here out of this little book because it, it goes right along with this. And I picked this up Thursday night and I was reading it there. And, but listen to what it says. You may not always understand everything the Bible says with your natural mind because your mind has to be renewed. How many understands we got to have a renewing of our mind? Amen. I'm going to get to some of that here just in a minute. But listen to what this part right here says. But the word still works. But the word still works. Now listen to this part right here. It works by saying 
Okay, you got you to say what you want. Zach was making a statement a while ago about you wanting something, you desiring something, but you get something else. It does not feel that craving. When you eat that and you was wanting something else, you still, Sonder, there's something missing. But what it's talking about right here, I want to give this to you right here, but the word still works. You keep speaking the word. You keep speaking, rehearsing the word. What did Abraham do when God told him he'd be a father of many nations? And the first thing he said, but Lord, I don't have any kids. I mean, first of all, he was thinking on his own, Sondra. Abraham was thinking out the way, the natural man. But look, I don't have nobody. I have Sarah and she's old and we ain't got no kids. He said, how can I be a father of many nations? God said, I got a plan. He said, because my ways are not your ways. But when we know the story that he went into uh, one of the ladies there and, and had the, the kid, you know, we, I, I'm not going to get into all that story, but what it was, he wanted to do it his way. He said, well, I'm going to help God. Come on, y'all. That was a cop out. Amen. How many is, you know, and I think about this, we all have used cop outs before. We got a better way, and what it was, it was an easier way, but the word says, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. And we got to speak the word, and this, this here is it, so, it, so powerful, but we got we to say the word because it works. All right, and when we say the word, <coughs> excuse me, this is one that I really enjoyed here in this little book. It says, the word works when you say it, but the word works more when you pray it. You know what? We, we say the word. His word will not return void. But what we do when we pray the word, what we do, we pray the situation out. Y'all get what he's saying right here in this right here? All right. We're talking about the mind. I want to talk just a little bit about the mind here this morning. Now I want to read. We're very familiar with Mark 11. Am I right? Mark 11, I'm going to read this to you here, but listen to what it says here. Mark 11, this is what it says. <coughs> Excuse me. Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. All right? But now when we go to verse 23 and 24, listen to what it says here. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, and shall not doubt in his heart. But now listen to what it says right here. But shall what? Believe. Okay, there has to be some belief. All right? What things soever you desire, you got to believe whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. And now I like this part right here. And you shall have them. When, when, you, when you pray the word, I understand this here. There's two things I want to touch on. You can say it, listen to what I'm going to say. You can say it and not believe it. You can say it and not believe it. But when you pray it, listen to what I'm saying right here. But when you start praying it, you praying the word out and it overtakes the natural man. You can say it, but Sondra, you can say it without believing it. 
But when you take time to pray it out, it changed the nature to unbelief and to fear. It changed the old nature to faith in God. Because when you learn to pray it out, it goes to that part when it says right here, it says, shall not doubt in his heart. When you start praying it out, not a doubt removes. Fear removes and faith moves in. Y'all got to get this in your spirit because, hey, I'm not talking about just saying it. We got to learn to pray it out. The other day I was at work and I was, I was praying about some things and the Lord just began to move in my spirit, you know, and I pray about a lot of things. All during the day, I got time to, to pray. I listen to the radio, listen to teaching and preaching and everything. But sometimes I just turn my radio down and I just, I just, I just talk to the Lord and I do, I do a lot of praying, especially for those folks that pulls out in front of me. I pray that they watch out or I'm going to run over them. <laughs> they better move fast, Brother John. But when I was praying the other day about some things, the Lord says, now you've been praying about, listen to what I'm saying, my thoughts are not his thoughts and my ways are not his way. I was praying about some things I wanted to pray about. But he moved upon me and he said, now will you pray what I want you to pray? My old lips wanted to poke out. And I thought I was being spiritual. I was praying for people. Come on. But Brother Johnny moved on me about praying for some situations that I wasn't. Listen to what I'm fixing to say right here. Because if you don't know the word, you're not familiar with the word. He wanted me to pray some things, Sandra, that I wasn't familiar with. Why? Because that wasn't my thoughts. But he began to move on me, Amy, and he said, I want you to start praying about this. And like I said, I just thought, man, I was having a spiritual encounter, you know. I was doing some heavy praying, and all of a sudden the Lord said, that's enough of your ways. I want you to do it my way. <laughs> Come on. Here I am. I mean, I'm glad nobody else heard our conversation. But the Lord said, I want you to move into my realm. Move into my thoughts. And my way, and I said, but Lord, I said, you said in the word that our ways are not your way. He said, until you know my word. Why? Because he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the lie. When you learn that he is those ways, you, you don't know his ways. Like I said a while ago, you know the truth. When you know the truth, you are set free. You begin to know the word of God, what you're doing, you're you're doing away with yourself and you're moving into the realm of his ways now. And, and, and it's like, well, we was praying this morning for people that was weak in their body and sick and having situations or whatever. And the Lord really impressed on me for us to pray for them this morning. And we prayed the word. And, and the Lord impressed on me. You know, we was praying the word and we, you know, uh, was praying uh, over them, over the situations and everything. And, but the Lord began to move on me for us to pray for the barriers to be broke that was spoke over them that whatever problem it was, we're casting it down. And the word says that we got to do what? We got to cast down imaginations. 
Okay, so we started, and I, and I told the group right there, I said, we need to take authority over the, this deceptional spirit. It's saying, you just got to live with this. By his stripe, everything was healed. Amen. We don't have to live with it. Hello? I mean, this has got to get in your spirit because I understand this right here. Our ways are not his ways. Let me tell you one thing. He made a way for us to escape. <coughs> How can we escape? By making him Jesus and Lord of our lives. And we, I, I want this to get in your spirit here because it went on and listen to what it says here in the Amplified Bible. For these reasons, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe now, I like this part right here. Trust and be confident. In other words, can I say it like this? Trust me and have confidence in me that I can take care of it. Being confident, in other words, I'm going to trust you, okay? All right, but now listen to what it said right here. Trust and be confident that it is granted to you. It is, in other words, he's already given it to you. You got to be able to receive it. How do I receive it? You got to believe it. Why? Because I read you a while ago, and shall not doubt in his heart, but what? But believe. You got to believe that it's been granted. In other words, it has already been released to you from heaven. When something's released to you, in other words, it's yours. If somebody come and, and gave you a $1,000 bill and uh, they just give it to you, Amy, just, they just give you a $1,000 bill and you'd say, well, praise the Lord. You wouldn't say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Here, don't know. You don't need to do that. What it was, they granted it. They could have chose anybody else, but they chose you. See, the Lord understanding. God has chosen us all, but everybody don't believe. He said, whosoever will come. He's talking about the lady at the well, you know. He said, but whosoever drink from this well, if they come and drink from this well, out of their innermost being shall flow what? Rivers of living water. What that is, shall flow out my word and they'll know my ways. I don't know a lot about computers. I, I can run Craigslist and a few little things. And on my phone, I know how to call somebody and answer it. I don't know how to do a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I'm texting y'all. I'm getting up on the stick. I'm texting a little bit. Some, if they can understand it. Joseph said his in, my in, interpretation of some of that stuff, he said it ain't too cool. So <laughs> I said him one, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> Amen. Hey, but, but what I'm saying, God wants us to get to a place where we know how to communicate with him, not in the natural because we can't communicate in the natural. We got to communicate in the spiritual. Okay. All right, let me, let me go on and read this here. Uh, let's, let's look at Luke chapter uh, 12. Let's go to Luke chapter 12.
Luke chapter 12. Verse 29. Yeah. Luke 12, 29. We're going we're gonna to talk just a few minutes about the mind. We got to renew our mind. I'm going to give you some other scripture here just in a few minutes. I want to I give you these. I got one, two, three, three scriptures here I want to give you about the mind. Listen to this right here. Luke 12, verse 29. Listen to what it says. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. In other words, trust the Lord for all things. Neither be ye what? Of a what? Doubtful mind. Hello? But don't be of a doubtful mind. Now listen to what this says right here. A distracted state of mind wavering between hope and fear. A decision being made if you don't, in other words, my daddy taught me a long time ago. He said, if you got to think about it twice, you need to leave it alone. In other words, you don't need to do it. Okay? But it's saying this right here. If you begin to waver and, and try to wonder and figure it out, what you're going to do, fear's going to come in, and then you're going to doubt God's word. God gives us faith, not fear. Because I'm going to give you another scripture here on that just in a few minutes. All right? But understand this right here. As, as distracting, how do I want to put this? The devil knows what to keep you in the old, old man, the old nature. He knows what to hold you back. Can I say this right here? In the past, maybe your family has had some illnesses and you go to the doctor and the doctor, they diagnose you with some of the symptoms of some of your grandparents or parents or whatever of the past has had. Are you going to go with what that doctor says or are you going to go with what the word says? We need to go with the word, but what happens we listen, listen to what I'm fixing to say right here. We listen to things we ought not listen to. And Zach had been talking about listening to God. But we don't listen to God that says, by my stripes you are healed. And then we go on and it talks about generational curses. Okay, if somebody in my family, I, I just use my parents. My parents, both of my parents has had heart surgery. They've had complications with their hearts. But you know what? I cast that stuff down. I went to the hospital two or three weeks ago on a, a situation I had. And the first thing they wanted to do was check my heart and everything. I said, my heart is good. There's nothing wrong with my heart. I was telling them what was wrong with me. But by, by, their, by law, they have to do all these kind of things. If you got any hurting in your chest or whatever. But anyhow, I told them, I said, there's nothing wrong with my heart. It wasn't. Less than 10 minutes, the boy come back in there and says, you, you got a heart of an ox. 
And Teresa just told him, she said, well, he went to the doctor not too long ago and the doctor done a physical and everything on him, you know, checked him all out and said that I had a body and my heart and everything, my, my uh, uh, blood and everything was like a 16-year-old boy. And I give God the praise for that. But now if you listen to statistics of man, what that does, that brings you back in the category of the old man. All right, but let, let me go on with this right here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 12. We're talking about surrender because I, I want to, this verse here goes right along with it now. Verse 12, 2 Corinthians 8 and 12. Listen to what it says. For if there be first a willing mind. Y'all might want to underline that. We got to be willing, not just uh, uh, our thinking, but we got to be willing spiritually. All right? Willing mind it is accepted according to what? That a man has and not according to that which what? He has not. In other words, do you want to lean on your understanding or do you want to lean on God's word? I, I think I'd rather go with the word. Why? Because it goes back to just what I just mentioned about the past. Understand, the past tense, there's been problems but when you come to the place, I'm fixing to get to this here, but when you come to the place making him Lord of your life, there's new things now. There's some new existence here for me. There's some new benefits for me. Amen? All right, let's go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Chapter 1. Verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Now listen to what this here is. This is power. This is food. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. In other words, He has not given us the uh, disposition. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. For, for our mind. He hadn't brought fear in there. He's brought faith in there. Huh? We're not made for fear. Amen. And, 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 and saying that right there, I go back to when Eve was listening to the serpent. Okay? And she listened to what she was hearing through the serpent. Because the Bible talks about the serpent was, was persuasive. Okay. And she listened and said, well, if you eat of this, you know, you can become, you know, as God. You know, she was already as God. She was, she was already smarter than the serpent. But in other words, she was persuaded, I can have a little more. If I just do this, I can be more intelligent than God? I mean, that's kind of what the serpent was letting them know. But it said right here, But God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power. Okay, what, what good, what's the power good for? Over the enemy. I got power over the enemy. In other words, I have the authority over the enemy. Go back to Adam. God give Adam dominion. Over what? Everything. Okay? Right here, he didn't give me the spirit of fear, but he gave me what? A power. Power. Now this is one I want to give you. And a sound mind. When you have, John, when you got the renewing of your mind, I have the mind of Christ. In other words, you become thinking like God. You think the thoughts of God. How can I think the thoughts of God? And, and, and some people that might listen to this on our internet, they might not understand this. You cannot have the mind of Christ not being born again. You must be born again. He told Nicodemus, he said, what is born of flesh is flesh, but what is born of spirit is spirit. There has to be a born again experience to receive, now listen to what I'm going to say, to receive the power that he's given us right here. But if you don't, if you don't, if you don't accept him and you're not born again, you have the spirit of fear. I listened to a, a ministry uh, last week and he was talking about fear. He brought out so, oh, so many things. I wish I had, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find his website but he was talking about people fearing. They fear dying. He, and, and he brought out a lot of other issues with, with uh, uh, medical fields, how when they told this and they told that fear and what it does, a lot of people that don't know the word, they die in fear. But he was bringing out scripture and, and it, was, it was so good. I wish I could have stopped and wrote all these notes down that he was talking about. But he says, we should not be fearful of dying. Because Paul talks about, for me to die is to gain. I mean, Brother John, I ain't going to leave until my time's ready, okay? And I'm not rushing it, and I'm not going to let the devil snatch me out. Amen? We all need to say that. The devil ain't going to snatch us out, amen, until we get ready to leave. I was listening to... Uh, Kenneth Copeland the other day and he was talking about uh, uh, Brother Hagen. He said uh, he was strong in the Lord but he, uh, that morning he got up and he had breakfast and he told uh, the lady that was uh, working there with him in the kitchen that he, I think it was, he was wanting some strawberries. He said, I need to get some strawberries. He said, I want you to bring me some strawberries. And uh, as she was getting the strawberries, he told them that was there, he said, I'm fixing to go. He said, I, I, I'm wanting to go. And he said, after she brought him his strawberries, he ate several of those strawberries and said he just leaned down and went on with the Lord. But he's told them, he said, I'm ready to go. He said, I'm fixing to leave. And, they, and one of the, I got tickled at Brother Copeland. He says, uh, well, you ain't got no appointments today to leave. He said, I got an appointment I've got to keep. And he was getting, Sondra, he said he was ready. He just, he said, hey, I'm getting out of here. I'm ready. And I want you to know, the devil can't take you out unless you let him. There ain't no car accident. There ain't no crane trash. There ain't no bad tragedy like I dreamed up last night. Because let me tell you one thing. I could see several people that was in our church. We made it through it. Hello? 
we made, and not even kept that little boy safe. And that little, I believe it was a Toyota truck, a, a rusty color Toyota truck. But I remember Nana and a bunch of them riding up and Nana was just a smile and that little boy was up in Nana's lap. It was safe. Okay? But now listen to it here. But of power and of love, and now listen to this here, and of a sound mind, a spirit of self-control, a sound mind, a, a, a mindset, I'm in control, Amy, the devil's not. Y'all ought to shout about that. This is the temple of God, and it, I'm the temple. Devil, I cancel every assignment that you've had that tried to come against my body, I cancel that. I got things to do for the kingdom. Brother Jesse DePlantis the other day was talking about here about four years ago, he had some condition. He had to go into the doctor and they had to do some procedures and everything. And it was a witness to, to me for some things that was going on. And uh, he said, man, I trusted God. He said, but God told me, he says, it's not that you don't have faith in me. He said, I just don't want the devil to slow you down because I got a lot of things for you to do. You see, I mean, just because you go to the doctor don't mean that you don't have faith. You know, there's a lot of people that said, oh, I just trusted the Lord. Look at them, they died. You know, well, God didn't heal them. You know, God gave them wisdom to do certain things. Okay, and that when Jesse told that on, on TV, I thought, I said, you know, here I have been battling with something, you know, in my mind. You know, but a word came out through his message. You know, he said, I went on to the doctor and he said, I let the doctor do the procedure, what they had to do and everything. And he said, and I was slowed up for three days. He said, but three days is better than three years. Yeah. Amen. So, hey, what, what the doctors is doing, let me tell you one thing. God's in everything. Yeah. Amen. So don't say, well, I just didn't have faith in God. I thought God was going to do this and God was going to... God is going to do some things if we get the mind of God. Amen. And it might take a man to get it done. Y'all heard that now, all right? Let me go on with this right here. Just let me, let me read you just a little bit more. The greatest thing that will ever happen to you is when you move into the spiritual realm. There is a spiritual realm to enter in your in intellect and your physical senses will fight you and stop you all the way and keep you from moving into that realm. Because the nature, the old man, mind isn't renewed by the word of God. It wants to hold you into the old nature and the old realm. The old man. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17. I'm going to read you this and I'm going to stop because I got a, a lot that I want to bring out on this one thing right here. But I, I'm going I'm to touch on it just a little bit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, saved by the blood. Praise the Lord. He is a new creature. Not a creation, but a new creature. New, are y'all getting this? A new creature. 
something that this world ain't never seen before. <laughs> I like that part. I mean, I thought about, you know, uh, creature or creation. You know, another train, I think the Amplified talks about uh, creation. But I'm a creature. I'm created, Amy, in his image. When my features of my face or whatever, I might feature some of my resemblance of my parents. You know, this is my outward man. But now I'm a new creature in him. My inward man resembles my heavenly father. Why, how does that happen, Brother David? Because I've known the truth. And when I've known the truth, I accept the truth. And so now I'm free of my mother's nature, my dad's nature. I'm created now in my Heavenly Father's image. And I, I don't think like my parents, earthly parents, Sandra. I think like my heavenly parents. Y'all got to get this in your spirit because I want to come back to some of this here, but I'm, I'm going to re read just a little bit more on this right here because I want this to get in your spirit. Because old things are what? They're passed away. In other words, what was before my salvation? I was an alcoholic, but I'm no longer an alcoholic. I was a drug addict, but I'm no longer a drug addict. Why? Because that's the old man, all right? Can I say this right here? I, I don't, because I I, I've got so much on this, but I'm going I'm to say this right here. Nothing of my past is worth salvaging. Hello? Brother John, nothing of my past is worth salvaging. The world system, we want to save everything. Amy and uh, Ashley and Teresa got into that storage van the other day, and they found all kinds of stuff. Stuff that didn't even need to be there. It needed to be got rid of. But that's things of the past. Okay? We, we, we got, had different things, and we got some stuff in, in the shop up here. It's some things of somebody's past, Brother John. We got a little bitty uh, uh, rolling thing. like It's not a tricycle, but it's something. It's a scooter. And this thing is real old. And it's, the kids, it's made out of wood. And they sit on it. And little kids, would, they would scoot around you know, when they were real little. But now, can I say this right here? That's from somebody's past. I could just see Joseph getting on that thing now and trying to stroll around on it because hey, it don't fit him. That's what I'm saying. Of our past, it's not worth salvaging. It's no good. It's no good to my future. Me talking about being addicted in drugs and alcoholic and everything. Let me tell you one thing. That gives people something to go on, but I don't preach about me being an alcoholic. I preach about me being delivered from alcoholic. Woo, y'all got to get this in your spirit. Our past is not salvageable. Get rid, let it go. 
Don't pull it around. Come on. One more thing and I, I, I'll stop. When Joseph was real little, he, he went to the gravel pits with us all the time. And, and I remember he went with one of the places I used to buy gravel from before I had a gravel pit and everything. We'd go and, and they had big old piles of rock, just big rock. Joseph would crawl up on that piles of rock and he'd get back in the truck and he couldn't even hardly walk. Every pocket on his pants was slapped full of rocks. What good was those rocks? Joseph would get them out. We was driving up. Remember the old cab over truck, Joseph? He'd be sitting there and it had a, like a, a thing in the middle between the seats, a big old thing, looked like a bed. But he'd lay them rocks on there and say, look at this one, Daddy. This one's different. He'd lay another one. He'd lay just rock after rock, Brother John, up there and say, look at this one I found, Daddy. I ain't never seen one like this. And he would lay it up there. And in my mind, they was just rocks. But I'm saying that to say this right here. We look at that. That is the beginning of time. God created those rocks, the earth. God has created you and me for the future. He created those rocks. We've hauled those rocks that Joseph didn't put in his pocket to the concrete plants, and we have buildings now, Sandra, for the future. The devil wanted to tell us in our past, you were useless. You were worthless. But God seen something in the future, Amy, that we was good for. And he got rid of the past, and now he's using the present and the future to build the kingdom of God. Y'all got to get that in your spirit. Old things are no good the way we were but now we are a new creature. We're created in His image. We're some good for the kingdom of God. Why? Because I think like God. I don't think of my old useless background. I think of my future and the promise that God has made me. And that makes me have the thoughts of God. Yes, my old man. Because hey, he told Nicodemus, he said, What's flesh is going to die. But what's spirit is going to live forever. I'm breaking it down, kind of what he was telling. He said, because what is flesh is flesh and what is spirit is spirit. Now, what do we want to be? Do we want to be fleshly and deteriorate and try to patch up, try to use salvage stuff to get us by? No, I want to get in that new creation, John. Woo! I'm created now in his image. Let me say this here, a thought that just went through my spiritual being, a thought of God. Remember the scripture when God said, let's, let's build man, let's make man in our image. Sound like a good idea. How we gonna do it? And we got we got anything to make him out of we want to make him out of. What was a challenge? He could have got a tree and carved a man out of a tree, son. 
He could have got a, a rock, Amy, and he could have carved a man out of a rock. But he looked at the dust of the earth. Something that was no number on it. The grains of sand, there was no number on it. I mean, and he says, I know, let's make him out of the dust of the earth. I believe heaven says, I want to see this. And he formed man in his image. But there was no life. There was no life. It was just a form. But God himself, he spoke. And understand this here. I'm, I'm wanting to talk about a little bit of getting the image of God in us. Here, a form of God. Form, you can look that up and that means a lot of things. But there was a form of God. And he looked and there was no lie, but he breathed. And when he breathed, listen to this right here. Man became a living soul. Out of dirt, he just breathed and it moved. It moved. What are you saying, Brother David? It came in his likeness. It came in authority. When that breath was breathed, I, this is so much, I, I, I just want to lay this out here. When he breathed into what happened, there began that likeness, that form become together, and there became movement. And I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to close. I, I, I want to say this. For, when there became movement, there become the images of God. The images of God in what, Brother David? They begin to take action. There was hands to be lifted up. There was eyes to see. But most important, there was a voice to be heard. Y'all got to get that in your spirit. God wants us not only to say it, He wants us to pray it. There was words that came out of Adam. And the words, and, and, and I thought about this. Oh, there are so many things I can think of. What was his first word he said? And I thought of Gomer Powell. <laughs> Gosh, Lee. <laughs> what, is, what am I? But no. I believe he says... What a mighty God. They can take the sand of the earth, form it, and to breathe in it, and it take action. I'm talking about action, folks. We got to understand God breathes in us. It gives us the authority to take action. When you, when, whoo, praise the Lord. When you take action, what do you do? You take authority over it. When something is going wrong, you don't just sit there and say, well, let it go away after a while. You get up and you do something about it. That's what Adam did. He got up and he was created to do what God had created him to do. And that was take action. 
What did he take action for? He took action to have dominion. Whoop, I got to close right there because it gets, it gets good from here on out. Because let me tell you one thing. When you take your authority and you take action, things begin to happen. Mm. You love the Lord this morning. Oh, I want to come back to this next Sunday morning because hey, I want you to understand what God has promised us is of now. It's of now. Would you stand with me? Father, I love you. I thank you for your word this morning. Your word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you, Lord, that we have the renewing of our minds this morning, Lord, that old things are passed away. We're looking for new things, and we are new creatures in you. And, Father, you're, you're creating things for us to enjoy right now as we speak, as we stand here. And not only for us, Lord, but for whosoever will. Father, I pray for the surrendering of people in their lives, Lord, surrendering everything to you, Lord, that they can be healed of their, their bodies, they can be healed of their finances, they can be healed of their families, they can be healed of every area that needs to be healed. Lord, you have already accomplished that for them. But Lord, they have to surrender everything to you and accept and believe the healing. Father, grant this this morning in your mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone that's here and every home that's represented, every individual that we come in contact with, Lord, I pray, Lord, that the door will be opened up, that we can share the word of truth, Lord, and the movement and the accomplishment that you have created us to to do, Lord, I pray that it begins to flourish and accomplish that which you've created. Grant this this morning, Father. Bless everyone in your mighty name. We love you, honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord.